we'd like to welcome you to our emergency freedom alerts for October 16th 2023 I'll go ahead and open us up in prayer the uh, rotating the warfare prayers this is the strategic warfare prayer and then we'll get right into the study Father God in heaven, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we come against and oppose all satanic operations, manipulations, subversions, tactics, and plans which are designed to hinder or prevent God's original plans and purposes from their swift manifestation taking place in their correct time and season. We come against all satanic alliances and confederations worldwide. Let every evil effort and endeavor fail. Cause the news media to be caught in their own lying and manipulation so that only truth can be brought forth. We ask that every satanic strategy of prohibition and limitation placed upon the body of Christ by the dark side shall not prevail. We pray that all invisible and visible walls of opposition, restriction, and delay will be exposed and destroyed. O Lord, confound the devices and the wicked plans of the enemy that they have crafted, so that their hands are not able to perform their evil enterprise. Save those that can be saved, O Lord, but those that cannot be saved, overtake them in their own crafty and devious ways. Let them fall into the very pits that they have dug for the righteous. Let the fire of God devour them. Let them turn on consume one another and let have them in total confusion and derision. We loose the hosts of heaven to war against the hosts of darkness, to bring an end to all deceptive, secretive, and destructive measures designed to destroy all of God's creation and defile the world. According to 1 John 3, 8, For this reason was the Son of God made manifest, that he would destroy the works of the enemy. Father God, overrule all strategies, tactics, and curses of the enemy by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ in his shed blood, and overthrow all spoken words, enchantments, divination, spells, hexes, vexes, curses, witchcraft, prayers, and every idle word spoken contrary to God's original plans and purposes, according to Isaiah 54:17, and break the curses associated with all these ceremonies, rituals, utterances, and destroy their plans to bring in about a chaotic, bloody revolution in worldwide and to usher in martial law and the new world order. Father God, we pray their plans shall be uncovered and shall not prevail and shall be frustrated and unable to achieve any impact and that their wickedness and violent verbal dealings would return upon their own heads, according to Psalm 716. Father God, we humbly ask you to reveal every hidden agenda, plan, and cover-up in the secret shadow government regarding their attempts to manipulate end-time events, which would lead to the, to the destruction of your Christians and the innocent. Please send divine, powerful, angelic forces against their diabolical plans to expose and destroy them. We dispatch legions of warring angels and any other kinds of angels that are necessary to enforce your perfect will on the United States of America and on all the earth. Release your divine strategies and revelations upon any righteous person in government worldwide. Fill them with your Holy Spirit and cause your divine wisdom and courage to come upon them. Cause them to be like a holy trumpet shedding light upon the dark hidden secrets of the wicked. Send a spirit of confusion amongst the camp of the enemy. Let their tongues be divided and when they communicate let it be incoherent and misunderstood. Arrest those that operate in the spirit of Jezebel or Belial and all other wicked spirits and cause them to be caught in their own lies and conspiracies. Let them not be able to resist the spirit of truth or gain any ground in the natural or spiritual realm. Cause every evil spirit that is released from their diabol diabolical assignments to be cast into the abyss, until which time they then be cast into the lake of fire, and that none would be able to come to take their place. Please cause these prayers and all future prayers to take on the characteristics of divine projectiles in the spirit realm. Um, in the realm of the spirit so that they will accomplish your divine will we seal this prayer by the blood of the lamb and ask all these things in the name of the lord jesus christ we pray amen okay we're going to start out with the um <clears throat> it's uh i entitled this the antichrist arrival via world war three and the stage being set for the end times what to do to prepare and encouragement it's by a guy named 
uh, Jamie Walden, who who you'll be hearing talk. It's Daniel Ott's program, and um, just some really good kind of nuggets to to go over here. I know that God sets up leaders and He brings them down. So is is uh, is our current office holder, for lack of a better term, uh, in the White House? Is he put there because of the sins of America? Absolutely. That's that again, man. You you ask great questions, Daniel. Uh, you know, it's you have to remember that it says the Lord will choose their delusions. Yes. He chooses our delusions for us, and he says because you love not the truth, he gives you over to a strong delusion that you might believe a lie because you took pleasure in unrighteousness. Right. <laughs> uh, that's Second Thessalonians two or three. Right. Yeah, Romans one talks about. Knowing God, they neither glorified him nor gave him thanks, but he came darkened by the hardness of the hearts. So he gave them over, right? There's a giving over and there's a choosing of delusions. Even God actually speaking to the heavenly host, he says, who will go for me and be a deceiving spirit in the heart of, I believe it was Nebuchadnezzar. Don't quote me on that. It might have been one of the kings. I can't remember. <laughs> and so the Lord actually chooses our delusions. He chooses our deceptions. And he chooses the time of our calamities, right? Again, can calamity come upon a nation unless the Lord has decreed it? No. So even Trump himself was a manifestation of God's doing business with America. Because what Trump did, which most people, and I don't care if you're, you're rah rah, you know, toe the line Republicans, Trump is a Kabbalist. Kabbalism is hardcore arcane occultism on a level that you can't even understand all yeah, of trump trump is a cabalist and I, again we've the, even in his own book he wrote and I, i've even got a copy of the page that i've put out in many of my studies uh, where he he admitted i mean i went to my Kabbalah teacher that morning whatever and we talked about this or whatever and it was it's in one of his books that he's uh sold and the fact that so many people in his family wear the red Kabbalah string around their left wrist. Typically, you'll see it on the left wrist. Uh, that's went on for uh, really decades. Okay, um, there's there was a lot of talk that he officially converted to Judaism in a secret ceremony. I mean, Jared Kushner was a hardcore Zionist, married to his daughter. I mean, there's all these evidences of this um, regarding that. So, yeah. Trump is not a Christian. He is a Kabbalist, among many, many, many other things. Trump's language about reawakening, reawakening, great awakening, blah, blah, and all these different, all of, it's all occultic languages, language that is rooted in arcane Luciferianism. I knew it from the second I heard him speak what he was talking about because I've done a deep dive into that reality. And and not to mention the Kushner family, blah, 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 and all the other There's times. Trump wrong. played his part. Now Biden's in to play his part. Everybody else plays their part. They're taking us somewhere, and they're taking us somewhere not because they have superpowers over the human condition and over our psychology. They're taking us somewhere because they're being allowed to, because we're owed it as a nation. We're owed it because of the weak, effeminate claimants of Christianity in this nation that are say nothing, do nothings. Okay, I, I lost internet there. I'm going to have to see what's going on. Okay, so I uh, got kicked offline, and it was a real rigmarole to get it back. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Got it back. I'm going to let him. 
I might not be starting exactly where I left off, but um, probably good there to back up just a little bit. Was a manifestation of God's doing business with America. Is what Trump did, which most people, and I don't care if you're, you're rah rah, you know, toe the line Republicans, Trump is a Kabbalist. Kabbalism is hardcore arcane occultism on a level that you can't even understand. All of Trump's language about reawakening, reawakening, great awakening, blah, blah, and all these different, all of, it's all occultic languages, language that is rooted in arcane Luciferianism. I knew it from the second I heard him speak what he was talking about because I've done a deep dive into that reality. So again, this just reaffirms the whole right-left paradigm, Coke, Pepsi, Democrat, Republican. They're at the, and I'm not saying all the lower level people. I'm saying at the top though, that system's been put there by design on purpose to control us and manipulate us and to ultimately steer us wherever they want us to end up. I mean, Trump bragged about the kill shot. He bragged about Operation Warp Speed, where we have the military and our own government uh, literally coming in to with all these medical, you know, mandates. I'm pretty sure they would have forced it on us if they if they could have gotten away with that. Um, he he owns all that. He loves all that. He's never recanted any of that stuff. And that's just one of the atrocities that this guy has committed over the years. And again, I've got right now the the files are so voluminous on trump that it's probably approaching about 130 pages of documentation i've got on him exposing him and so much of it's just so easy because it's just stuff he did it's not like hard it's not like oh this is a conspiracy no no this is stuff he openly did he owned he said there's no debate um anyway and and not to mention the kushner family blah blah, blah and all the other times trump mean. played his part now Biden's in to play his part. Everybody else plays their part. Exactly. They're taking us somewhere, and they're taking us somewhere not because they have superpowers over the human condition and over our psychology. <laughs> they're taking us somewhere because they're being allowed to, because we're owed it as a nation. We're owed it because of the weak, effeminate claimants of Christianity in this nation that are say nothing, do nothings, because of the apostate uh, uh uh, profiteers in the pulpits and these puppet masters pulling on the heartstrings of people emotionally predatory in every way because they stand for nothing, they say for nothing they have no fear of the Lord, there's no fear of the Lord in the land, there's no truth in the land my people perish for lack of knowledge and because you rejected knowledge I'll reject you from being my people. It's so definitive these guys have no power other than what God allowed them to have. There is nothing out of order. So again, I'd always tell people like, oh, we're praying for revival, we're praying for revival. And I'm like, praying for revival? You ought to be praying for repentance. Stop praying for revival. That is so emotionally predatory. You ought to be praying for a humble and contrite heart that God would relent because actually everything that's going on in America, we're owed. We're owed. We're the number one trafficker of the souls of men. We're the number one proponent to the pharmakia, the sorceries of Mystery Babylon, Revelation 18. We're the number one uh, prognosticators of pornography and sex trafficking and child sex trafficking and adult sex trafficking. We're the, we're the hammer in all the earth. People have no clue what we do with their with our 
with our economics and how we destroy and we eviscerate and we create. We, uh, Hillary Clinton did the did the Hutu and Tutsi genocide. She did the Bosnia Serbian genocide. They do the Iraq slaughter. Then we do the Libya slaughter. Then we do the Syria slaughter. Then we do the whatever slaughter. Then we do the Vietnam slaughter. And then we do the, you know, it just goes on and on and on. People have no. And that's the military industrial complex. What America is owed. They have no clue that in order to receive aid from the United States of America, there's 197 countries, I believe, <laughs> in the world. And of those 197, I think it's the 183 of them receive aid from the U.S. And in order to receive aid from the U.S., it was mandated by Obama nation that you must implement LGBT and abortion in your nation to receive aid. <laughs> you, you don't think we've made the whole world drunk with their immoralities? Mystery Babylon? So everything that we see going on is because it is what we are rightfully owed in righteous justice by God. Hmm. Well, I, and I would never, I would never push back on the Lord on that. Never, never would I argue with him or seek to admonish him or bend him to my emotion. He's God. I'm not. He gives. He takes away. I repent in dust and ashes over my mouth and, oh, God, do business in my heart because I know what's coming. Okay, well, but he's only looking at all the negative this country's ever done we've also sent out more missionaries over the last since we've been a country or, or since that became a thing to do than by far any other nation on the face of the planet not even close okay we're a very generous people when it comes to calamities as well typically now i'm i understand there's exceptions and things of this nature but I am not going to just look at just the one side. The points he made were valid. I'm not saying that that um, they're not valid. Okay. I also think that if it was just that, that God would have judged us a long, long time ago. That, that we would have been annihilated a long time ago. I think, though, that the remnant that is here, the Christian remnant that is here, um, the ones that... Are doing good and the ones that are and I mean through the Lord Jesus Christ um, I do think that has stayed the judgment of God on America as well so I I, I have to at least mention that you know because I'm what am I gonna say we're all wicked and evil all my listeners are wicked and evil because most of us are Americans and there's no good in us and, and we just deserve to you know be annihilated I'm not gonna go that far either so I'm just trying to interject some balance in here regarding that. I'm not disputing what he said, though. But what about, what about though, this, these other things that I have mentioned regarding that? So Even, even in the Ukraine, uh, they fired their transsexual, I want to say transsexual, I'm trying to put sick in there. But and again, I'm not going to take ownership of what our wicked government's doing. Like, it's my fault. I'm not going to do that. Okay, I'm guilty of enough stuff. I, I'm up here, you know, been for like 20 years basically trying to shed light on these types of things. I, I'm not going to take the blame for that, though, um, and wrap that all on myself. I don't agree with it. I want it stopped. I have, you know, so again, just trying to interject a little bit of balance with, with this as well. Um, cause it's easy to look at America like, oh, we're just all wicked. We're all, you know, and, and, and just come down on us that way. And, and I tend to try to, I don't know, 
uh, take a more balanced approach when looking at these types of things? To say sexual, uh, I don't know what is it, attorney, uh, attorney general or uh, secretary of state or something. Uh, and this guy's from America. They fired him, but then they rehired him. They put him back in his position. And I'll tell you what happened. Joe Biden called Olvera and said, we got more billions to give you, and we're not going to give you the billions before you put that transsexual back in there. And what do you know? SOB, they put him back in there. You talk about exporting yep. our immorality. This country is doing that. But let me ask some more. We haven't touched on enough conspiracies about missing people and missing children specifically. We know they're going into child sex trafficking. We know they're being bought and sold, been used by who knows what kind of ungodly hordes of freaks. But is there any truth to the Internet conjecture, of course, that they're being used for food? Or any humans being um, used for food? I, I know ritualistic cannibalism is is uh, taken off at a breakneck speed. Hollywood elites talk about it. Restaurants in Hollywood talk about it. Yes. Uh, you have the whole Pizzagate scandal and everything else associated with that. I've reported on that subject many times over the years. Just key in cannibalism in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com if you don't think that's a, a thing. Now, again, it's not just here, though. It's it's a lot of places. So by and large, I would say no, but absolutely some of, some of them are. And yeah. it's not being that they're being consumed as in food, but it's 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 has to do with the cultic ritualistic practice. Well, I mean, that's so, what so, it is. And that may, of course, apart from the food part, and some have suggested there's a an alien component to that that, that needs to eat them or whatever. But we do know about the adrenochrome that they're getting that by necessity, doesn't that kill the child, children? Absolutely, yeah. And so- Well, hold on. The, the adrenochrome harvesting centers, the way that works is that they'll bring a child in and the child will at that point be putting out, and again, it's it's a young child because they have the, um, they're young, they're, they have vitality, um, they have the ability to put out a lot of this adrenochrome if they're terrorized. And um, that adrenochrome laden blood when they're initially taken in there, is they grade it out. They have an A-plus grade, and it goes all the way to, I think, D-minus, okay? And you're going to pay the most for A-plus adrenochromized blood, and that would typically be a young child, um, an ideal situation there, where um, that child is just, they're just starting to terrorize it on a daily basis, or however quickly they harvest it. I don't know if they give them a couple day break so they can make more. Um, at most, it's once a day, I'm pretty sure, about this, because you can only take so much blood, obviously, from a small child. I, I know this is horribly sick and evil, what I'm describing, but this is what they do. And the what happens is, is over time, is the grades they've got a way of, of 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 actually measuring the grades of the adrenochrome in the blood okay and then it'll go to a and then it'll go to a minus and then it'll go to b plus and then it'll go to you know so on and so on until they get down to d minus i believe it's there or maybe f i don't know and then at that point what they term is the child is used up now child's still living I'm sure the child's a shell of itself, but it's still living. This is when then they sell the child off to um, could be ritualistic 
cannibalistic practices. It could be used in an occult ceremony. I know that they also sell them off to, it's called The Most Dangerous Game. Kathy O'Brien talked a lot about it in her book, uh, Transformation of America. I don't really advise you ever read it. It's one of the most sick, evil, horrible uh, reads you'll ever have in your life. I read it one time and I'm like, okay, I'm good. I don't want to ever read that again. It's traumatic just to even read it. But this is what they did MK Ultra Mind Control Slaves. And she participated not in the adrenochrome harvesting, but she was uh, one of the ones they used in the most dangerous game. Uh, in her case, she was an MK Ultra Mind Control slave, and uh, they weren't going to kill her because she still had use to them. But the ones that are, are used up, the children that are used up by the adrenochrome harvesting, or maybe there's other ways they use them up, okay? They're, they do this where it's, it's human hunting. Or Dick Cheney, his big property in Wyoming, she got into the whole thing where, and they will they will go and they'll hunt these little kids down, and um, strip them naked, hunt them down, turn them loose on the land, and um, they go hunt them and kill them. And then some of them, they act like they're gonna kill, and then they don't just because they're sadistic freaks that like that kind of stuff. Uh, just can't adrenochrome. I've done so many studies on adrenochrome and different various proofs that this is real um it's it's mind-boggling they mentioned it in, in the hollywood movies I, I just that fear and loathing in las vegas i played that clip not too long ago where they talk about it in the movie okay so it's predictive programming from hollywood so yeah i just wanted to add a little bit of clarity on that particular subject because it's, it's a little bit more complex than i think they're realizing and, I mean, this gets into Maui, this gets into Epstein, this gets into, you know, I was a part of a uh, 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 counter-child sex trafficking ministry. I lived in the Dominican Republic for several years, fighting at another Caribbean island, right? Not too far from the other islands in the Caribbean that are doing mm -hmm. the same thing. Mm -hmm. And guess who ran all that down there was the Ukrainian, the Ukrainian mob was running all the kids on the islands while we were down there. And guess what they would say? for the u.s elite and they were being shuttled over to ukraine so if you think ukraine has anything to do with russia wanting to do a land grab that's not at all what's going on over there that has nothing why do you think we're throwing billions and billions i don't even know what are we at 800 billion, 300 billion? <laughs> i don't even know what the number is and everything else it it all comes back to luciferianism has nothing to do with normal modalities of the pride of man or the hunger and insatiable appetite of tyrants for power and control we crossed that rubicon pre or post world war one at the onset of world war ii through the thule society and the real maidens of hitler and the worship of the black sun and this resurrection of all this arcane wickedness beyond comprehension including the blood cleansing of the land of europe of jews that's why they chose incinerators and they needed the ashes for their culture. Again, it wasn't just Jews, though. It was gypsies and, and a lot of people they would consider undesirables. That was about the other half of the people that they slaughtered. Okay. I'm not, obviously, I'm not, I'm not a Holocaust denier. Okay. I'm just saying there were a lot, there were millions of others in, in that as well. Practices to literally do a land cleansing of Europe of any Judeo-Christian values. Most people don't know that because they don't understand the occultism of the Nazi regime. What even is a swastika? Hello. And, and Hitler went to the pastors of the day, the quote, Christian pastors, 
that were essentially whatever controlled by the state and told them what they needed to preach. He told them to preach Romans 13 and their twisted interpretation of it. Now, key in Romans 13 and the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com, I've done a whole study on that, but it's not unlimited subservience to the state and particularly when it comes to disobeying the word of God. You always obey the word of God and not the state. If the state is telling you, you to do something unbiblical, you don't. But, the, but these pastors, just like the pastors do now here in America, most of them, you know, oh, obey the state. They're they're a for no, they're not. They're not a if, if they're you. You need to clarify that on Romans thirteen. It it has a proviso in there saying that they're a force for good. When they're not a force, when they're a force for evil, that wouldn't apply. Romans thirteen wouldn't apply at all. But that's what Hitler told the Christian pastors in Nazi Germany coming up to preach to his congregations, and and this is why they. The congregations got on board with the Nazis. And I'm sure there were a lot of other factors, pressure, fear, fear of death, you know, whatever. I mean, as, as a Christian, that's not optional. You, you don't go along with something like that to save your own skin. We're digging into stuff, right? Like, what were the investments? What, why did they wear that? Why did they do that? Like, what's it related? And what was going on at these different temples and these worship of the Black Sun and all this stuff? What's going on in Antarctica? Like, so that that arcane way of just the the tyrants, you know, our wicked men wanting more power and insatiable appetite, that ended with World War One. And, and after that bloodshed, I believe a uh, a tail a tear in the veil occurred, where now it's only through a lens of supernatural, multiverse, multidimensional, cosmic supernatural warfare in the seen and unseen realms, and it's been raging since post-World War One, And it is, and, and what happened post-World War Two? Oh, that's right, Israel became a nation overnight. Like, prophetic fulfillment on a level you can't even see. Their delusion is, I mean, it's the classic right is wrong and wrong is right, but I mean, it's, it's, it's more it's more evil than that. It's, it's, it's... It is bigger than that, Daniel. It, it's rooted in, it's actually rooted in the district of Columbia. And most people don't... The District of Columbia, Washington, D.C. Columbia. The What's... Goddess Columbia, which is what the District of Columbia is named after. The Goddess of Columbia, which you can make a case that the Statue of Liberty is Columbia as well. And there's a lot of different theories. I, I get it, but anyway. What's the Statue of Liberty? Why is she holding that torch? What's that representative? Why did Obama graduate from Columbia University, supposedly, and a lot of presidents from Columbia University? Why do we have the largest Egyptological monument on the face of the earth that's 666 feet and 66 inches tall across from a dome-shaped building? Okay, so he's going really quick, but like that's the Washington Monument. It's the largest obelisk on planet Earth. 111 feet of it are underground as a base foundation and 555 feet of it are above ground that makes it 666 feet tall the washington monument in washington dc it's the largest phallus symbol the male anatomy on the planet there's other places that have them but not nothing is as big as the washington monument at all 666 feet tall from the bottom to the top okay there that's washington dc i mean i've done there's a whole video called riddles and stone look it up online 
you can do riddles in stone and then uh, that's probably all you'll need. You probably find it on YouTube where it's a whole documentary on that. Just on that particular subject. Then they've got a lot of really good, there's like three different videos. One of them's about like the Babylonian secret beginnings of America, um, Francis Bacon and all that other stuff. And then, um, and no, he did not invent bacon. I know there's a popular rumor that he invented bacon. And I know there's no truth to that. Sorry, teasing a little humor there. Um, and um, Taylor's look, giving me the look. <laughs> anyway, um, and then there's Riddles in Stone. And that's, they're, they're excellent. I mean, you want to know about the occult architecture of, I mean, how it's all laid out. I mean, it's the whole, the main part of, of, of Washington, D.C., the, the, the part that relates to our government. It is totally satanic and laid out with all the sacred geometry, occult sacred geometry, and in the most wicked, sick ways. And this is where the laws flow down from in our country so yeah it's it's not the greatest it's horrible in the district of columbia and every state capital in the united states of america why does the vatican have the same thing why does paris france have the same thing he's talking about the obelisks okay when they say they have the, the same thing nobody asks these questions no. it's inana colombia isis ishtar why did we call isis isis right like what that you think that is like you know, the, this stupid perversion of what they say it means. ISIS is a particular deity. Easter is a particular deity. I will not ever celebrate an Easter Sunday ever in my it's life. Ishtar, Easter Ishtar. Again, key in Easter in the keyword search box. Key in Christmas. Key in Halloween. Key in Valentine's Day. You basically name the holiday in America, and it's probably occultic. Okay? I've done studies on most of these things, and you can... Avail yourself to any of those online for free at contendingfordruth.com. It is the most arcane, occultic, Luciferian worship that you could ever do to celebrate Easter. Even hide it. And the Christian churches are putting little yard signs and throwing frisbees in their neighbor's <laughs> yards to invite them to right. Easter service, right? It's right. so ridiculous. But at the root of that, Daniel, is actually this transitional nature of mm. these arcane principalities that is key to them they are all androgynous look at the buffoment right the satanic mm -hmm. statue right, right. it's androgynous it has male and female counterparts a lot of the uh uh greek that was the baphomet he was talking about or also known as the goat of mendez canaanitic phoenician sumerian worship of these arcane gods which were real they weren't myth they were real deities had this transitional nature yeah. even in their physicality and their dna it's terrible they both had male and female sex parts and again it's all this whole mockery of god like the, you know god created male and female he created them well this is satan's attempt to mock that okay with this whole androgynous hermaphrodite both male and female sex organs that's why he does that yeah. and that's why transgenderism is so kind of near and dear to satan's heart they're terraforming the earth for what comes next. They're terraforming the earth for the arrival of the Antichrist on the scene. The, meaning terraforming, they're preparing the way. And they're preparing the way both spiritually with the stuff he's talking about. And also physically with the things like the chemtrailing program they're doing every day. Just the defiling of God's creation with all the different ways they're defiling creation and in, in humanity and the animals and the water and the 
all of that is a form of terraforming to prepare the way for the Antichrist and false prophet. And this is a necessity to them. It's literally the district of that stuff. And everything is surrounded around the worship of that stuff. That's why they built all the iconography within Washington, D.C., after all the ancient pagan temples, including the temple at Pergamon, which is mm -hmm. the seat of Satan. <laughs> Literally, the seat of Satan is the temple of Pergamon, spoken of very clearly in scriptures in the book of Revelation. And we build our capital buildings as an exact representation of the seat of Satan. Wake up, Americans. Wake up. Mm. I mean, this this faulty patriotism is insane. You have no idea what the undercurrent has actually been for a great deception since the 1600s with Sir Francis Bacon and Adam Westhoff and their desire to see the rising of the Atlantean Age and the return of the Golden Age of the Gods in the new land of North America. Why? Right. Because all the arcane occultic things they found here. The mounds of Cahokia, the serpent mounds of Ohio, mm -hmm. the Egyptological things in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, all the the, the tombs of pharaohs found within the Grand Canyon and the Greater mm -hmm. Grand Canyon here. Why do you think it's called Los Angeles, the city of the angels? What angels? The fallen angels. Why do you think it's Ama America, Amaruka, the land of the winged plumed serpent, the seraphim, the Nakash wow. from the Garden of Eden is what this very land is named after. Hmm. Now, the, he's getting more into the foundational underpinnings of like like the Sir Francis Bacon and this type of stuff and then when it was first discovered. Now, again, Riddles and Stone is about Washington, D.C. The first one that they actually put out was the secret mysteries of america's beginnings volume one okay and you know what i'm just gonna post these uh let's see here hmm there's all kind of uh yeah so part two was riddles and stone and then part three is the secret mysteries of america's beginnings volume three the eye of the phoenix um, I don't know if I've actually seen that one, but that right there, those three, if you want to know about like the real foundational true history of America, not the whitewashed stuff we would get maybe in the textbooks, I'll tell you, that's a tremendous education right there. Okay, so what I did is I just posted these in the PDF for this date. Uh, 10 16 23 at contendingfortruth.com it'll be in the pdf for that teaching um volume one two and three of the the secret mysteries of america's beginnings the new atlantis is the first one riddles and stone and then the eye of the phoenix okay so all right let's go back to this think rah 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 god and country you're like, you couldn't be more wrong. Now, those things are good. I'm not saying don't support. I'm not saying don't stay in the fight. I'm not saying don't be an activist. But I'm saying wake up to, to the reality of what comes next. Mm. Because if you Also, are... I did a whole teaching on George Washington and his undeniable Freemasonic links that if you think he was actually a Christian, you need to look deeper because... He was buried with a full Freemasonic funeral. He's got a whole 
museum dedicated to him in Alexandria, Virginia, like Alexandria, Egypt, where there's a big obelisk there and the whole nine yards. It's a whole museum dedicated just all his Freemasonic regalia. He never recanted. He never repented of any of that stuff. And the stuff that I, I get into it in the thing. In fact, I could do a study. I found out more information after I did that study on George Washington that I could have probably redid the study and it would have been like, I don't even know how many parts. I mean, the, the file I have on George Washington is, is very large, okay? And just documentation of like stuff he said, did, dreams he had, stuff like that. So again, we're only really getting one side of the story when we go by the public education history books typically. And, um... So anyway, you're not secure and hidden in Christ. I assure you, you will be cannon fodder in a war you don't understand. Wow. So that brings us to this point. As we know, the, the world events have turned into a terrible projection of what could possibly be uh, where we are in the biblical prophecy. But um, what uh, what do you recommend people do? Should there be a response? Should we oh, have man, a response? I, yeah, I mean. I, I go back to the basics every time. Repent for the day the Lord is at hand. I mean, I mm-hmm. I could offer all kind. I have a background, you know, Marine Corps, Infantry, Sergeant of the Marine Corps, mm-hmm. and law enforcement. Worked with the U.S. Marshals, paramedic, firefighter, tactical unit. I, I mean, yeah, I could give you all kinds of tangible things. But I know, because I've operated in, in semi-permissive and non-permissive environments all over the world in a lot of different capacities, and I know the word that none of that tangible stuff is going to save your hide. Mm. An identity in Christ alone will. Mm. A move of the Holy Spirit in you. Supernatural mm. provision. Water from a rock. <laughs> grain, Grains coming from the heavens, right? The Lord routing mm. foreign armies in your midst. Making you strong and mighty in battle like the days of Joshua. The sound of worshiping warriors like in the days of Jehoshaphat. Routing foreign armies. The days of Gideon where the Lord goes before you. And the dread of the Lord is on your enemies. I know... That nothing's going to suffice apart from that because I know what's coming because I know the word. And I know the tangible side of the house, and I've seen what happens in, in elapsed governments, elapsed environments, war-torn environments, natural disaster environments, bullcrap environments. I've operated in all of them all over the face of the earth. And so I can say unequivocally, the only thing, the only thing that's going to matter is that you are so rooted in Christ Jesus mm-hmm. And he is your portion in your drink that nothing else would matter. And then watch what he'll do on your behalf. Come forward with your loaf and your fish. And then trust in the Lord and watch what he'll do. Watch him multiply it. Watch him make you mighty and bad. Watch him take a 14-year-old boy so all he has is a sling and a stone and take down a Nephilimic freak show who's mocking his name. Watch what <laughs> Meaning it- David when he did that. Yeah, th- this, is, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> this mindset. Okay? Not... Oh, we're all gonna die, and we're we're gonna all be you know cannon fodder for the Illuminati, and we're all gonna die and, and be powerless. And but most people, most Christians aren't even being taught anywhere along those lines because they're not really being taught, at least in America. If you're going to a five hundred one c three corporate church or whatever, a lot of them aren't even gonna be are being taught that there's even any bad times ahead potentially. Um, they're not being taught these types of things that he's mentioning that we should also be focusing on to build up our faith do with a heart 
that is fully committed to him. The eyes of the Lord range throughout the holy earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Oh, and Daniel eleven thirty two. Those who know their God, it's talking about the time of the likes of which never will be and never will be again. It says, at that time, those who know their God will be strong and they will go do, forth and do daring feats of valor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want in on that action. Yeah, amen. I want to know my God. I don't want to know. Like, I, think everybody I don't want to know my press, you know. Everybody needs to be an expert. But speaking speaking of uh, miraculous events that can that can transpire in one's life, uh, did you not have one regarding uh, your son? Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just did you speak that just a second. It's been three weeks ago now. Yeah. So yeah, my son. Uh, so this just happened three weeks ago. This story he's getting ready to tell you. I mean, this is just wow. Praise God. This is some <laughs> amazing testimony. I'll give cliff notes, and um, I have no charismatic, hyper-emotional Pentecostal background, right? So let me give that as a qualifier. Uh, But my son fell out of a tree in a bank parking lot, and he broke his skull. He had a basilar skull fracture, bleeding from his ears, and he broke his spine in two places. So he had had, uh, two thoracic spinal fractures, and... um, Took him to the hospital, took him to the ER, did all that, getting ready to life flight him to the, uh, you know, neurologic specialist in Denver. Uh, long story short, they they allowed me to to monitor him without flying him up there, blah, blah, blah. And um, as I'm weeping over my son, which I've never weeped that way before, and I'm weeping over my son, I've ne- I could never imagine that I could see my son in that estate, um, you know, in and out of consciousness, pain beyond comprehension in his back and in his head, they put him in like this little body cast rigid thing to protect his spine before until he could see a specialist. And, um, and as I'm weeping over my son, uh, he's, he couldn't even talk. And he started, he started eking out words and I, I didn't even know what was going on. And this went on for, for about 10 minutes. And I realized that he was trying to worship my son's 11 he was trying to worship and i'm like i think he's trying to he's trying to sing to the lord and i was just weeping and weeping and weeping and like the longer he worshiped his voice got stronger and stronger and stronger and i was praying god heal my son god heal my son oh please god heal my son god spare my son let make him be able to walk make him be able to run you know to be a mighty warrior in your hands and the lord rebuked me as my son's eking out worship and I'm literally laying on him like Elijah, like laying over his body and just sobbing on him, crying out to God. And he said, stop asking me to heal him. You heal him. I've already given you all that you need. And I was like, like, like the Holy Spirit indwelling us, that type of thing, I think, is what the point he's making. I heard it clear as day. And I was dumbfounded. I was shocked. I felt awkward. I felt insecure. I didn't want to, I felt foolish and I didn't want to, it took me about five minutes of praying to humble myself because I was like, what? You know, I'm like, it just didn't like, never even crossed my mind. It's like, no, that's on you, Lord, to heal him. And finally with like total feeble, shaky voice. I mean, he, and ultimately the Lord did heal him. He was just trying to, I think, pull his faith out, you know, and in this is the point that I think he's trying to make. An insecure, doubting Thomas reality. Mm-hmm. I just said, Finley, his name's Finley. Mm-hmm. I said, Finley, you're healed in the name of Jesus. 
And I kid you not, he sat up, he puked all over the place, and uh, and he looked at my wife and smiled, and he said, I feel all better now, Mama. All the pain's gone. Wow. Insane, right? I'm like, yeah. no, and I'm just shocked. Skull fracture, <laughs> two thoracic vertebra broken, uh, basically paralyzed, and, and only Lord knows what else, and he's just healed like that. I'm praising the Lord, my wife's praising the Lord, and we're just like, oh my goodness. And I still was like, didn't know what to do. Like, what do we do? Like, is it, you know, like, is his back's broken in two places? Blah, blah, blah. So, anyways, but it was three days later when we finally had our follow up. We kept him in his thing. I didn't know what to do. We're just praising God. He got up and started walking around. He started messing with our dumb kitten, our ninny kitten, right? And he was like, totally acting normal. I was like, no way. He wasn't even talking five minutes ago. And so we went. To an orthopedic specialist three days later, they redid all the imagery that we had gotten four days prior. And uh, he looked at it and he said, uh, there's no fractures. There's no fractures in his back. There's no neurological damage. I don't know what to tell you. Take him out of the brace. He can take him home. He's fine. There's wow. nothing wrong with him. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they misdiagnosed him on Friday. He goes, but I have the imagery, the CT scans with contrast. I see the fractures. I just redid the imagery. There's no fractures. He's fine. Take him home. And we literally took his brace off and took him home. I mean, that's some, that's miraculous. That's praise the Lord stuff. And having the imagery, the CT before, after, probably x-rays or whatever else, that just absolutely 100% validates the whole miracle. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, like, I don't know. And I, and, and I was praying through, like, Lord, what are you doing? Lord, what are you doing? Lord, what are you doing? He's like, what's coming next? You need to know me in a new way, not a different way. A whole new way, not just a different way. And so I've been wrestling out, what does that look like? But again, it's all prescient, even now, realizing what just happened today with Israel. Mm -hmm. We do need to know the Lord in a new way, mm -hmm. and we need to be ready to operate in step with the Spirit of God that we haven't had to in a very long time in the confines of Western-centric, evangelifishton Christianity. <laughs> right. For instance, uh, the, the, the thought that if something goes bad, you're just going to be raptured right on out of here because you're a special American, and you're so good. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I say, please go tell your Chinese brothers and sisters that they're that you're going to be raptured out of here. Like, go meet with them in the underground church and go sit with them as they rape the men because they don't rape the women. They rape the men to break them and they don't arrest them and then they leave them there. Go do your research. Go sit with them. Watch them be raped for the testimony of Jesus Christ and then smile really big with your with your reprobate Starbucks in your hand and tell them you're going to be raptured out of here. Reprobate Starbucks. Yeah. Go tell them it, you know, go tell your brothers and sisters in Iraq that I was literally over there in 2014 with the Peshmerga fighting against ISIS on behalf of our brothers and sisters. Go tell them who have seen multiple family members beheaded, literally beheaded for the testimony of Jesus Christ. You go tell them that you're going to be raptured out of here because um, you couldn't go shop at Home Depot without wearing a mask. And it really upset your paradigm. So the rapture must be right around the corner. Go tell them. <laughs> That's what I say. Like, I got no tolerance for that 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 American evangelical arrogance. No tolerance. And again, this isn't I uh, I don't want to turn this into a pre-trib versus mid-trib versus post-trib. But he makes a great point. Okay. What about all the martyrs throughout all the ages? You know, starting with 
you know, Jesus himself and then the apostles and then, you know, going throughout the ages and then the Fox's Book of Martyrs and then all the, the millions at the Catholic Church. And because they were killing true Bible-believing Christians, whole families, um, the via the Inquisitions and some of the most sadistic, cruel ways you can even imagine. Just King Catholic Inquisitions have done a gigantic series on the atrocities. Just That's just one tiny part, well, not a tiny, but one part of the Catholic Church atrocities that they've committed against real Christians. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, I think you just, it's, it's just a good point to bring up uh, regarding this whole subject. So, anyway, that was a, the, the whole video is like an hour and 15 minutes. I just played a little bit. Um, I thought some of those parts were really... Uh, pretty amazing and but you i give you the link there if you want to listen to the whole teaching all right so we're going to go forward here and the next report is freemasons planned world war three in the 1800s and albert pike exposed now albert pike okay so um we we're going to talk a little bit about albert pike the infamous albert pike letter to manzini known as the illuminati plan for world war III, Three World Wars was allegedly written by Albert Pike in 1871. The letter outlines a plan to foment three world wars in an attempt to take over the world. It is claimed that the letter was on display in the Br British Museum Library until 1977, but the British Museum denies this claim. Well, of course, they're going to get rid of it. Okay. Just like the Smithsonian has gotten rid of all the Nephilim bones and of the giants, uh, or whenever they can, they gobble them up and get rid of them. Some suggest that the use of the word Nazism in 1871 proves that the letter is a fraud. Others say the same thing about Zionism, but Zionism existed back then. Around the alleged writing of this Albert Pike letter, Jews began immigrating to Palestine with the intention of someday creating a state of Israel, a state in Israel, which didn't happen until 1948 after the World War II and the creation of the United Nations. Albert Pike joined the Fraternal Independent Order of the Odd Fellows in 1840 and by 1859 he was elected so sovereign grand commander of the scottish right southern jurisdiction and remained meaning he was the head 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 top guy in the freemasons okay in that time era and remained sovereign grand commander for the rest of his life uh now it was also said of him that he um was one of the ones, the one of the reasons he's so revered is that he, Freemasonry was really on the run at that time era. That they had done a lot of overt things in the Freemasons, and and people in America were kind of onto them, and they were being driven out of existence. Albert Pike is, in some ways, and I've heard this said that he was kind of credited as being the, I guess, satanic savior of of resurrecting Freemasonry and making sure that it continued on. Now, obviously, there were a lot of devils and demons at play, and I'm sure he's not the only one, but he's given a lot of credit. He is the author of Morals and Dogma, okay, which was like, kind of like the Bible to the Freemasons. Still, still is. There is two versions. There's a esoteric and there's an exoteric um, the exoteric is the ones that would be presented to the lower level Freemasons. The esoteric, if you could ever get your hands on it, would be the ones that they would let like Freemasons of a much higher degree read, like the 30th, 31st, 32nd, 33rd degree. They would actually read the um, esoteric version. And 
there's a unfortunately chick doesn't make this track anymore um i've still got some here i think at the house because i would take this track and fold it in half and right in the middle is a quote by albert pike of this track and i would fold it in half i'd put it in an envelope in fact i've still got some and i would stamp it confidential we used to go to when the freemasons were meeting like in fort myers and we would try to blanket the parking lot with these under the windshield wipers one time we actually got caught and it was fenced in <laughs> we didn't know if we were going to get out of there alive but they they let us go and um um i would put whenever i would see a freemason i, I still do it to this day i'm probably going to be running out though um i would have these already pre-done and if i saw it in a parking lot i'd put it under their windshield wiper and uh if they had like a freemasonic badge anyway this is the quote from albert pike uh on july 14th 1889 he said that which we must say to the crowd is meaning the the crowd meaning just the the people in general okay what do freemasons portray to just the general average population okay what we must say to the crowd is we worship a god but it is the god that the one that one adores without superstition meaning like the god of the bible but to you sovereign grand inspector general we say this that you may repeat it and i mean i believe that means the um sovereign grand inspector general uh i believe that's a 33rd degree freemason we say this to you that you may repeat it to the brethren of the 32nd the 31st and the 30th degrees the masonic religion should be by all of us initiates of the highest degrees maintained in the purity of the luciferian doctrine luciferian like satan essentially if lucifer were not god why would adonai meaning jesus calculate um statements why would he calculate him okay what calculate means is to spread false or harmful statements about him so in other words, Lucifer is this wonderful, innocent as a kitten little thing that never did anything wrong. And mean old Jesus comes along and says bad things about him, spreads lies. And that's what he's basically saying. That's how insane this guy is. Okay. That's how insane Freemasonry is, essentially. And then he ends it by saying, yes, Lucifer is God. End of quote. So this is the guy that and again i know there's there's disputes on this all i can tell you is this three world wars it's it just becomes more and more clear that whoever did write it uh sure does look like it's all coming to pass right as exactly as they talked about it okay so going back to this it says he was definitely aware of zionism meaning albert pike and if this illuminati plan is true it's played out exactly like the letter said so far then his use of the word Nazi is plausible. Either way, the letter is worth a read, and the closer we get to the end game, the more accurate the letter appears to be. Yeah, I agree. Oh, also here, I found this online. This is interesting. This is a this is something Arkansas released. And this is a um to honor him. Okay. He was the he is the only Confederate war general, also, with a statue of him. Or at least, I don't know if they tore down with all the politically correct stuff. I think they did. But he was the only Confederate war general with a statue of him, a rather large one, inside the city limits of Washington, D.C. 
Now, why would you have a Confederate war general honored in Washington, D.C.? That was the North. He was the South. He was Confederate. Why would you do that? Well, because they honor their own. And he was, like I said, he was wrote Morals of Dogma, credited with, you know, saving Freemasonry, was, you know, sovereign grand whatever commander, grand poobah for all those years. Um, and here it is. I posted a picture of this. This is a, and it's postmarked from January 3rd, 1986, Little Rock, Arkansas, first day of issue, Arkansas statehood. Confederate General Albert Pike, Freemason, wrote Morals and Dogma. He even says it here. It shows a picture of him here. Okay, he's got all his Freemasonic regalia, the number 33 on his thing and the thing. They're not even trying to hide it. At the beginning of the Civil War, and this is, again, this is from the state of Arkansas, okay? He was appointed as Confederate envoy to the Indians and negotiated several treaties, uh, including the treaty with the Cherokee chief John Ross in 1861, he was given command of the Indian Territory in 1861 and trained three Confederate regiments in, of Indian Cavalry. They were victorious at Pea Ridge in March. Albert Pike resigned from the Confederate Army on July 12th and returned to his home in Arkansas. Um, he was a Freemason, Western Star Lodge Number 2, Little Rock, Arkansas, and a charter member of the Magnolia Lodge Number 60, Little Rock. He died in 1891 in in washington dc now washington dc is also where they have the highest like um place for freemasonry though i believe that if you're a 33rd degree freemason that's where you have to go to receive that uh that degree and it's in the main whatever grand poobah place for freemasons in washington it's like 13 blocks due north of the capitol building or something 13 number rebellion you know anyway they get they get into that i believe in riddles and stone if you want to know more about that anyway i just want i thought that was interesting i i copied and pasted it into the pdf came out really good too um as far as the picture so i'm going to play this quick video regarding this subject as well let's see here Okay, so I'm going to play this clip. This is, again, I'm not endorsing Pete Santilli. He's a big Trump guy. And anyway, but I he makes a good point with this video regarding this particular subject. But here's the bottom line. They have to create, they play both sides. Look at the, the United States State Department is supporting Israel and supporting Iran and supporting Russia, you know, supporting Russia with the uranium and of course, now we're I'm sorry. This the audio is not the greatest. I, I don't I don't remember it being like that when I first played it. Although we need to support Ukraine, you know, support Ukraine against Russia. This conflict right now is culminating into what Albert Pike said would come: a World War Three scenario. Do you want me to read it to you again? Do you want me to read it to you again? I'm going to read it to you again. So here's the letter that he supposedly wrote. Illuminati, look at this. The first war, world war is to be, this is Albert Pike in 1871. Okay. Mm -hmm. Albert Pike, an American general who had been enticed into the Illuminati by Giuseppe Mazzini, completed his military blueprint for three world wars and various revolutions throughout the world 
1871, culminating in a moving his great conspiracy into its final stage. The details are as follows. The First World War is to be fought for the purpose of destroying the Tsar in Russia, wasn't it? He wrote this. Right. Mm -hmm. By the way, he wrote this in 1871. He did? When was World War One kicked off? Of course, the Tsar in Russia is promised by Nathan Mayer Rothschilds in 1815. The Tsar is to be replaced with communism, which is to be used to attack religions, predominantly Christianity. The difference between the British and German empires are to be used to foment war. Ah. The Second World War is to be used to foment the controversy between fascism and political Zionism with the oppression of Jews in Germany, a linchpin in bringing hatred against the German people. This is designed to destroy fascism, which Rothschilds created, and increase the power of political Zionism. This war is also designed to increase the power of communism to the level that it equaled that of united Christendom. The Third World War, here we are, ladies and gentlemen, you ready? The Third World War is to be played out by stirring up hatred of the Muslim world for the purposes of playing the Islamic world and the political Zionists off against one another. Okay, now again, this is what's happening. This is what I've been warning about. Now, regardless if you say, oh, that letter's a fake, well, okay, it's pretty prophetic because this part of it is most likely the way World War Three is going to kick off and, and we're seeing what's going on right now in the Middle East, that this is probably the way that it will go down. While this is going on, the remaining nations would be forced to fight themselves into a state of mental, mental, physical, spiritual, and economic exhaustion. Pike also wrote a letter to Giuseppe Massini in which he states the following. We shall unleash the nihilists and the atheists, and we shall provoke a great social cataclysm which in all its horrors will show clearly to all nations the effect of absolute atheism. And again, this would be whole, the whole thing about burning down the old world order to bring us into the new world order, the phoenix rising out of its own ashes. You have to destroy the the old world order to bring in the new and to get, you know, the, the, the dawning of the age of Aquarius, you know, so that's part of this. Origin of savagery and of most bloody turmoil. Then everywhere, the people will be forced to defend themselves themselves against the world minority of the world revolutionaries and will exterminate those destroyers of civil civilization and the multitudes disillusioned with Christianity, whose spirits will be... They're going to be real disillusioned with Christianity, a lot of the people that were in the Christian churches, because they were never prepared by their 501c3 corporate pastors whether and, and again that could that could extend into canada and other places where the pastors didn't prepare now i'm not saying they all haven't but i'm in the main most of them have not done this so yes that's good they're going to be very dis, disillusioned because they're going to be caught so flat-footed you know this wasn't supposed to happen this or that and this is why they would be disillusioned i think one of the primary reasons at least 
from that moment without direction, yeah. without leadership, and anxious for an ideal, but without knowledge where to send its adoration, will receive the true light <laughs> through the universal manifestation of the pure doctrine of Lucifer. Oh, isn't that just like the quote I just said from him? Well, he said basically the same thing when he was addressing the, the Freemasons of the upper levels in the 33rd degree, where he said Lucifer's God. Yeah, kind of funny. It sounds like it's the same person. Brought finally into public view. I say huh. death to Lucifer. Mm -hmm. Death to their the Luciferian well, agenda. It's coming. That is the plan. I'm sorry. Lake mm -hmm. of fire. That's the plan that they wrote. Right. And it seems like they're doing a pretty good job. It's also scriptural. You know that, right? Oh, yeah. Let, let's take a look. And we're going to talk about the, the biblical aspects of what we're talking about here. Okay? Um, watch this. We have now thousands of Palestinians at the site of the third temple that is being built. Here they are right now. This is within hours, okay? And by the way, the attack on Israel was termed the Al-Aqsa operation by the Israeli-created Hamas, mm -hmm. at least. Here they are. Okay, now, I'm not sure what he's saying about the Third Temple, okay? Granted, from what I heard, this Alaska mosque, which is the third most, quote, holy site in all of Islam, in Jerusalem, that's going to have to go in order for them to actually rebuild a third temple. Okay, which is, again, biblical. Okay, how can the abomination of desolation be committed at the midpoint of the tribulation, like Jesus Christ predicted, where the Antichrist goes in and proclaims into the Holy of Holies and proclaims himself to be God, unless there's a rebuilt third temple. Okay, and that's not the only place that it's talked about. Um, the Temple Institute is a Jewish organization, and again, look them up online, that is wholly dedicated. I need to get back on their email list. I was on it for a long time. You get tired of getting all the stuff or whatever, but... They've got all the priestly garments made according to biblical parameters. They've got all the, the bowls and the spoons and, and all the, the accoutrements that need they need to have. They've got the priestly garments. They've got, um, I really believe they've got the temple already, like probably the blocks already pre-done. It's just a matter of getting in there and creating it and building it. And they probably are going to do it in record time. Now... From what I heard, there the, this Alaska mosque has to go. Now, if we do enter into this war, World War III, let me tell you, if if Iran, who says, if you even go into Gaza, we're going to enter in to the war. Or Syria or whatever. If that's all it's going to take for them to enter into the war... Can you imagine if they destroyed the Alaska Mosque? If Israel did that? Bulldozed it? Oh, you talk about Muslims absolutely, totally beyond belief 
losing their collective minds and going into the most satanic rage that you can even imagine. The killing that will take place. Well, that sounds like something that might go down on a World War III type of scenario where it's going to get real bad real quick. Is this it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if, if Israel's going to continue this. From what I'm seeing, I mean, I can look at Drudge right now. I've, I've been trying to follow this. You know, um, more rockets fired at Tel Aviv. Uh, they're firing rockets still. Iran warns of escalation. Uh, deploys weapons in Syria. USA sends second carrier. 126 confirmed hostages. Uh, I mean, it is a absolute total mess. I'm not going to try to 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 report on every little current event going on. You have the mainstream and the alternative media for for that. There's no way I could do it. I would spend all this teaching just on that. But we are going to be looking at this much more in depth. Uh, but let me tell you. Yeah, it's showing all the Muslims at the Alaska Mosque in Jerusalem chanting. Okay. They're already enraged. If they did anything to this Alaska mosque, and I've been talking about it for years, oh, you talk about that as the only reason they will need to just absolutely go totally insane. That will be so much more of a factor than us, uh, not us, but Israel going into Gaza after they were attacked, even though Israel did stand down. Okay, which was all by design on purpose, predetermined. I got into that in the last broadcast. I mean, they are packed in there like sardines going all... And this is the Temple Mount. Okay, this is the Temple Mount. This, this Alaska Mosque wasn't there. You know, when the original temple and this type of thing was built, it was not there. This is an abomination. This shouldn't be there. Okay. Now, I'm not saying modern day Judaism isn't, is biblical. Okay. I'm not saying that. But this Alaska mosque should have never been built there. But if you were Satan and you wanted to have one of the things to kind of, I don't know, maybe thumb your nose at God. I'm, I'm, I'm using a real genteel term there. Wouldn't you build, you know, uh, uh, your third most holy, you know, Islamic site that's dedicated to the moon god Allah, the pagan moon god Allah, on the site of the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, a place where it ought not have ever have been? I'm just thinking out loud, you know? I mean, they're, they're thick. No fear. Hmm? No. Have no fear. You mm -hmm. know this is coming. It is written. Yeah. And that's only the one of the places that they're going crazy. Okay. Uh <laughs> it's such a powder keg. Uh that and I, I I just believe we've never been closer. Whether this is what kicks off World War Three, I don't know. Okay. But I have never seen a better reason for it to happen than what is going on right now in Israel and the surrounding surrounding areas. And the whole world, 
you know, is, is watching. Okay, now, to reiterate what we talked about last week, um, this video I, I labeled the pre-planned Islamic Hamas attack on Israel is designed to lead to World War III. Years before, Congressman Ron Paul testified before Congress that Israel created Hamas. Israel created Hamas. Did you know that? Yes. And Ron Paul even testified to it. And it's not even, it, it's not like it's a big secret. They did. Okay. And again, it's the whole right left paradigm. You know, one side, you know, oh, they're the bad guy. The, the whole thing about like, in, in these wars, wicked forces funding both sides of, of, of wars. That's That's gone on for, you know, who knows how long. Okay, so this is Stephen Benoon and he gets into this and I want us to have this as a mindset so we understand fully that again, the whole Israel and Palestinian and oh, they're the good guys, they're the bad guys. This is pre-planned. This is right left. This is by design on purpose. I want us to have a bigger view of that rather than picking sides and saying, oh, that side, now granted, the Palestinians and what Islam represents is pure evil. I got into that in the last study. But did Israel stand down and let it all happen? Absolutely, 100%. So he's gonna get into this in, in much greater detail here. So I'm gonna go ahead and play this. Of course, more and more people being concerned about this horrendous attack that Hamas was able to carry out on Israeli soil relatively with Israel completely asleep, or at least the IDF. And in fact, it took nearly eight hours for the IDF to respond to the pleas and cries of the citizens of Israel in the southern part of the country there, Seder Road in particular there on the northern end of the Gaza Strip, uh, southwest Israel there, who took a brunt of attacks, kidnappings, and everything else. As we began to interview and talk to our friends in Israel, everyone seemed to think this could very well be a staged event. And of course, the question begs to ask that. Was it staged? How could the Israeli Mossad be so asleep? How could the Israeli military be so easily overrun by Hamas? It just doesn't seem possible, does it? Well, I don't think it was possible. In fact, we have proof for you tonight as we got information from a former IDF uh, uh, military man from Israel sent in a written statement about what took place. He was even part of that very brigade that was overrun by, Israel, by Hamas militants there and how they were told to stand down. You're going to see that information this evening. I'm going to be sharing with you information that we were revealing to you going back as far back in our own records 10 months ago. There was going to be a staged event in the Middle East that would bring about World War III. And you know, oddly enough, what I do find very interesting when I look at these, these, this situation here that's going on, and that is that, for example, Sean Penn gave Zelensky his own Emmy uh, for for being a great actor carrying out his part there and in uh, all these events that are happening. Sean Penn goes over to the Ukraine, that devil degenerate Sean Penn, liberal bleeding heart devil, goes over to the Ukraine, 
devil to devil with Zelensky, the cross-dressing, whatever he is, devil, puppet, ruler of Ukraine, and sits down with him, and they're showing this, this interaction. And Sean's real, real, like, sincere, and he's he puts his hand on his arm. Zelensky's just kind of sitting there. And um, he gives him oh, an Emmy or something. I don't know if it's one of his, like maybe one he got. Why do you give that? Because they give it to people that are actors, that, that get some award for a movie because they were acting. Well, that's what Zelensky is. So I guess it's very appropriate that he gives him this because he's a, you know, I guess he's a good actor for Satan and for the Illuminati and for perpetuating whatever lies they're trying to perpetuate. And Sean Penn wanted to, you know, you know, make sure that he had, uh, he got credit for that. Ukraine, of course, Ukraine being connected to this Middle East affair. Is now you're hearing, I don't know why he's doing this, but he's showing a previous video he did where Sean Penn's giving Zelensky this, I don't know, Academy Award or whatever. And you can hear his voice on top of his voice talking. So it's a little bit, a little bit maddening, but just that's what you're hearing. You will find out his selling of weapons and everything that he did ends up in the hands of Hamas. We covered a lot of that as it unfolded and different broadcasts that we've already done. He got an Emmy from Sean Penn. What do you know there? As I said, he's nothing but an actor, nothing but a puppet. Well, now, not only do we have Netanyahu, who is out here, you know, claiming that uh, Israel was under attack, and of course they were under attack, but this man right here knows full well that it was a staged attack, part of turning against their own people, putting their own people out as pawns, willing to allow Israelis, innocent Israelis to be sacrificed on their altar to get a war in order to justify a Gog of Magog war to make okay, it- so Just to clarify this, Sean Penn gives Zelensky his Oscar until Ukraine wins the war. Evidently, I guess he's, I mean, I thought it was his. He was acting like it was was his. You should see how animated Sean Penn. I mean, what what an acting job he's doing, just doing this with Z Zelensky. Um, Hollywood star Sean Penn gifted Ukrainian President Vla Vladimir Zelensky one of his two Oscar awards as a symbol of strength during his third visit to the Ukraine. Well, whatever. I mean, this is just un absolutely unbelievable all right let's go back to uh go back to this all biblical in the making maybe he should get an emmy as well just like that of mr zelensky it was, it was an oscar but yeah. might want to consider visiting uh prime minister netanyahu and then on top of it now the world leaders begin to line up nikki haley of course we knew all along was a puppet for Netanyahu. Listen to her as she starts to battle cry for that war to start up in Israel and that the world should back Israel. Listen in. But let's step back because I want the American people to kind of take this in for a second. Just imagine that here the Israelis woke up and communities were bombarded. Families were murdered. Mm -hmm. Women and children. All because the Israeli government at the highest levels stood down now i'm not blaming all the rank and file idf or the soldiers they're outraged ab about it as well but this is what's happened and so
were taken hostage, dragged through the streets. The elderly were taken. All of this has happened in front of everyone, on top of thousands of rockets that hit Israel. This should be personal for every woman and man in America. Why? Because when they did this, when they did this surprise attack, when they took these hostages, when they murdered these families, they were celebrating. And what were they celebrating? They were saying death to Israel, death to America. Yes. And they were doing that. That's, that is true. And that's what they do. This is not as you can see, Nikki Haley bringing the rally cry. You know, the rally cry should be that the Israeli government is the most corrupt government on the planet. A government that has been willing to sacrifice their own on the altar of a war against Iran. Now, granted, Iran helped arm Hamas. I get that. And we're going to show you that information as well. And this is why it's just so important when you're discussing this to have balance, to look at what's what's the big picture going on here, okay? Because it's so easy to get on a bandwagon and say and lose sight of the big picture about bringing us into World War III. And there's many factors at play with that. Turkey helped arm Iran, but so, or excuse me, helped arm Hamas, but so did the United States when we sent weapons through Biden to Zelensky. Right. And we're going to show you that yeah. trail here as we, as we go here. But what I want to first take you to, and we're going to do this in part here. This is the information I got directly out of Israel earlier this morning and why I asked so many of you for help for finding the video that I did about this false flag. Elizabeth was the one that actually finally found the video, but I want to thank every one of you for working so diligently. You actually found some great clips that I'll be able to use as well, uh, but trying to find where I spoke about this false flag event that was coming in the Middle East that would bring about World War III. I'm going to share that in just a moment there. It said, I received this report from a source I believe is credible. Turn off the controlled propaganda. Use the brain God gave you. Draw your own conclusions. It's worse there was a stand-down order to now erased Gaza division. The murderous farce started at 0400, not... Okay, so what that means, it's worse. There was a stand-down order to the now erased Gaza division, evidently the IDF division called the Gaza division that was evidently uh, tasked with guarding the Gazan border. And it would make sense if you were going to erase them now so that you could sweep that under the rug so that there's, you know, there's less voices talking about it. Oh, 630. In other words, 4 a.m. It started at 4 a.m. in the morning, not 630 a.m. It took the murderous zombie horde no less than an hour to get to it, to get to, to get the towns. Okay. And the murderous zombie horde are the Muslims. Like I said, the hate's real. You know, all the stuff about the Muslims and the Palestinians being innocent, man, the hate is real. That you you give them this opportunity, they are more than more than willing to go in there and commit all types of carnage that you can't even comprehend. We will we will be talking about that more as well. But the fact remains is that Israel had to stand down in order to make that whole thing happen. To get their to get their 9-11, to get their Pearl Harbor, which is probably what this is gonna end up being. We'll see. No, IAF, which is Israeli Air Force, action at least six hours while the hordes freely came and went. Let me highlight. Well, I can't highlight it. Sorry. 
went unbothered and freely through the border checkpoints. The Navy wiped out the sea incursions. Guess they didn't need intelligence to stop murderous feces. I live close enough to see and hear comings and goings from there. For most of my military service, I was attached to that division. There was usually heavily weirdness starting at about 2 a.m. and approximately 3 a.m. There were one or two fighter planes lighting fire afterburners, which are sonic booms, one helicopter moving one way, which didn't return, the sound of a Markava, which is Israeli tank, main cannon, 105 to 120 millimeter firing, then silence. Missile barrages started rising from Gaza. Not a single airplane or helicopter of any kind until at least six to eight hours later. Probably no less than 5,000 missiles outgoing from Gaza by AO800. This matches the foreign media reports. In other words, while they're just pouring in these rockets into Israel, Israel's Air Force is just standing by allowing them to just dump all this firepower into Israel undeterred. Right, exactly. No doubt a standout. We're going to come back to this in just a moment. We're going to continue on with his report. Let me, though, take you, though, to also, though, more information here. Uh, and by the way, oh, yeah, this here, this video here, very interesting, right? This here, now Israel suddenly sending the cavalry out to help. Mm-hmm. Prime Minister Netanyahu, Defense Minister of Israel, all your little right-wing coalition thugs that are so big in your judicial reform, why didn't you send the military when the people were pleading and crying for military intervention? Yeah, you wouldn't do it, would you? You're going to find out from that very IDF uh officer there, you're going to find out what they had done to the Sederot neighborhood, how they intentionally months earlier disarmed the people and everything so they would have no way to fight back. I am appalled at what is happening in Israel. You know, the thing is, is I actually care about Israelis. Unlike Amen. this neo-Nazi government that is in, in control right now. Yeah. So they, 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 they pretend to send their cavalry, right? Interesting. I find that <laughs> little, so, too little too so, late, but yeah. So interesting. Anyway, let me find this another video here I want to bring to your attention here. Let's see if I can find it. Actually, it's a Twitter video. This one right here. This young lady right here in Israeli, speaking in Hebrew, you'll be able to see the subtitles there. Also, there is no way in the world anyone can approach that border without us knowing about it. There is no way in H-E-L-L they would wake me up for a pigeon in the sky. All right? Let's look at what she says. Share this movie as much as you can. Yes, and I served as an infantry operation sergeant during the Operation Protective Action. She's a sergeant, I guess. And she's telling basically, you know, there's just no way this could have possibly happened. Um, we, we know everything. The problem is, is he doesn't turn her voice down and I can't see, I don't think I can even see the subtitles. No, I can't because of the way his border of the screen is. Um, so I, you're going to have to try to listen to him over her voice. 
אני תומכת לחימה בזמן מלחמת שוטטן שאז הייתה באוגדת עזה. תקשיבו לי ותקשיבו לי טוב. אין מצב. that got too close to the border. <laughs> a cockroach. <laughs> They would know. But yeah, thousands and thousands of these Islamic terrorists pouring over. They didn't have a clue. They didn't have a clue. I missed a cockroach either that went under the barrier. They would run out all the forces in a sector. How could they enter with, with tractors? How could 400 men enter with tractors? <laughs> It's really loud. And then the paragliders, the tractors, all the ways that they entered in. And not, no one saw it coming? Share this movie as much as you can. She's right. Yeah. She's absolutely right. And she's not the only one saying that. So many other people. You're not going to see it on mainstream news at all. It doesn't match the narrative. These poor people will probably be silenced, you know, you know, unfortunately, um, in some way, shape, or form. Hopefully they're not killed. But, yeah, I mean, that's confirming our last study. This is just more confirmation. Okay. Listen. I had friends in intelligence in Israel that knew an attack was coming on Israel. Oddly enough, this is what I find very interesting, oddly enough, they all left the country. After the attack, now they're returning back to the country to help fight the thugs of Hamas. Did you not know that Israel created Hamas? All right, before I get into that, I, shared, I asked you guys to search out for a video that I had done. This is where I actually spoke about it, but I'd already spoke about it a couple of months before this. This is 10 months ago. Listen to this. Told from Intel that an event could happen in the Middle East that could ignite World War III. That lets you know it's going to be a staged event. Hello? Anybody can say hello to that one, right? Let me back it up again. So he was saying 10 months ago, there's going to be an event. It brings about World War III, and it will be a staged event. They already knew this was going to happen. You know, so again, more confirmation. Easily cause World War III to take, spoke about this. But, there, but it's owned by an Israeli billionaire named Idan Ofer. And Idan Ofer, he owns it. By the way, let me explain something. It. At the time, I was looking, I was bringing this up again a second time. But I was looking for whatever it was going to be that was going to cause this 
sta the staged event that was going to cause World War III. Even my Israeli contacts that I have in Israel, I was talking to them about this information at the time. They knew that an attack was going to happen on Israel. Like I said, I even know of those that left the country because they knew an imminent attack was coming. You know, the elite know what to do to get their own people out of harm's way. Did you know that? Yeah, they do. Right. So I knew... I was given the intel that a staged event was going to come that I was told when it comes to Ukraine and Russia and NATO and Taiwan, those are not the issues that will start World War III. Now, it was actually, the way it was put to me, the, circum the events that were supposed to happen is that Russia was going to cause the U.S. to get more involved in Ukraine. Then China would go after Taiwan. Then the event would happen, the stage event would happen in the Middle East. But those other two did not happen as of yet. Instead, the staged event has now happened. Now, nonetheless, I'm sure the other two are going to follow suit as well in their own timing. So I was searching, trying to find that event right here. And so this is where I talk about it. Let's listen up. So Israel, of course, is making it look like Iran has attacked an Israeli tanker, all in gas, fuel tanker there. Uh, but if you remember, guys, it may have been as late as last end of last year, early this year. I forget exactly when I spoke about this, but and it could have been over on our Patreon broadcast as well. We were sharing intel that there is going to be an event that takes place in the Middle East that could very easily cause World War III to take place. Um, I don't know, uh, but when you're being told from intel that an event could happen in the middle east that could ignite world war three that lets you know it's going to be a staged event hello anybody can say hello to that one right uh, so right. staged event. i am very concerned when i see these type things here and of course the first thing i looked for was to see if iran denied it if you remember there were a couple of oil tankers that were hit uh i believe they were there I will pause it for there for now. That That's where it was. That's one of the places 10 months ago on Israeli News Live. Only 15,000 views there. Russia did not attack Poland was the name of the video. Uh, and again, thank you so kindly for everybody trying to help me find this. So that was your staged event. Now, I knew that there was going to be some type of staged event. <clears throat> We're fixing to get into more of that evidence. But before I do, I want you to also realize Hamas is a terrorist organization created by Israel. And then I'm also going to show you an article from the Times of Israel that even prophesies, basically, of this event that's about to happen in 2018. I want you to listen to Ron Paul here as he addresses the United States Senate uh, about Hamas. Listen up. I'd like to yield two minutes to the gentleman from Texas, Dr. Paul. Now, what are we talking about here? This is C-SPAN, U.S. House of Representatives. I'm not exactly sure what year this is, but it's in the past, obviously. And it's regarding the Israeli-Palestinian conflict in the Gaza Strip. Okay, same stuff we're dealing with today. I watched a video the other day on um, this whole 
the whole Palestinian conflict thing and with Israel going all the way back to early 1900s. And then it, I mean, I stopped watching. It was like 1970 and it was the same exact stuff that they were dealing with then that they're dealing with now. Okay. And this is why I emphasized so much last week on the religious aspect, particularly of the Muslims regarding their hatred for the Jews. It is built in. It is baked into Islam. It is talked about in the Quran. I gave you the, the Quran the Quranic, some of the Quranic verses about hatred for Israel, hate, hatred for Christians and things of this nature. That is never going to go away. Okay, that component will never go away. That will always be a factor with Islam, with Muslims, okay? Now granted, maybe the Antichrist can tur can come on the scene and, and say, well, I'm your awaited Imam Mahdi and you need to you know, we need to put this aside. Maybe that could do it from a religious aspect. But for right now, that is baked in. That is how they are. Nothing is going to change that. They're more than happy. They, you, you, you want to like, it was like Israel, um, like if you're playing t-ball or something and, and Israel put the little wiffle ball on the, the little t-ball thing and, you know. Uh, the Muslim terrorists were right there to knock it off. They're more than happy to. It's baked into their their religion and so again i just think it's important to realize what's what's really going on here madam speaker um i rise in opposition to this resolution uh not because uh i am taking sides and and picking who the bad guys are and who the good guys are but i'm looking at this more from the angle of being a uh, united states citizen and american and I think resolutions like this uh, really do us great harm. Uh, in many ways, what's happening in the Middle East, and in particular with Gaza right now, we have some moral responsibility for both sides, uh, in a way, because we provide help and funding uh, for both Arab nations and Israel. And uh, so we definitely have a moral responsibility, and especially now, today, the weapons being used to uh, kill so many Palestinians are American weapons, and uh, American funds essentially are being used uh, for this. But there's a political liability, which I think is something that we fail to look at because too often there's so much blowback from our intervention in areas that we shouldn't be involved in. You know, Hamas, if you look at the history, you'll find out that Hamas was encouraged and really started by Israel because they wanted Hamas to counteract Yasser Arafat. And you said, well, yeah, that was better then and served its purpose, but we didn't want Hamas to do this. So then we as Americans say, well, we have such a good system, we're going to impose this on the world. We're going to invade Iraq and teach people how to be Democrats. We want free elections. So we encourage the Palestinians to have a free election. They do, and they elect Hamas. So we first, indirectly and directly through Israel, help establish Hamas. Then we have election. Then Hamas becomes dominant, so we have to kill them. You know, it, it just doesn't make sense. During, during the 80s, uh, you know, we were allied with Osama bin Laden. And uh, we were content. So think about it. Also, we were allies with Saddam Hussein. We also, when it came to the overthrow of Iran and, and installing the Khomeini, 
we played both sides of that war as well. And of course, the United States wanted a radical Islamic terrorist group running Iran and do away with the democracy that was going on in the liberals of Iran. America's really gotten involved in a lot of hideous things. This is from the Times of Israel. No. So I'm just saying Israeli News Live is looking at right. all the dirt. Well, that's you going can't on. say this is biased because it says Hamas is Israel's own creation. Israel is openly admitting to it. It was it was well known. Ron Paul was talking about it. This, this isn't a conspiracy theory or something like that. It's this is just the truth. Here we go. During the let's blow it up. They must not want you to see all this information anyway, so we'll just make sure you can see it well. Hamas, Israel's own creation. Shlomo Allegra. Thank you, Shlomo. God bless you for writing this article. Shlomo. During the early 1970s, the greatest enemy to Israel was known as the Palestinian Liberation Organization, who was known for waging terror attacks on Israeli civilians and targets all over the world. PLO also was known for being socialist organization whose sole purpose was the elimination of the state of Israel along with the establishment of the social state of Palestine where the constitution would be run by secular Marxists rather than Islam. Do, boy, they do not want you hearing this article, do they? During the short-sightedness of Rabin administration later, the Begin, there was an idea to bring about a branch of Muslim Brotherhood into Gaza. Sound familiar? Remember Hussein, uh, Barack Hussein Obama, who also supported the Muslim Brotherhood? Okay. Right. The Palestinian territories to counterbalance... The whole theory is that if they can create it, then they can control it. You know, at least to a certain extent. If they're funding it, then there's a, there's a higher likelihood that they're going to be more open to being controlled by their, you know, it's like you don't bite the hand that's feeding you type of thing. Now, I'm not saying that's always the case with Islam because they're, you know, they're totally insane. But yeah, that's that's the whole theory. Strengths and popularity of the PLO. Wow. Boy, they do not want me showing you this article. I find that very interesting. In the early 70s, Sheikh Ahmed Yassin started the organization Mayama Islamia, which helped establish the Islamic University in Gaza hospitals and schools. Uh, the precursor to Hamas was from the Muslim Brotherhood, who were persecuted by the secular Ba'athist government of Egypt. Egypt, the secular socialist Arab governments, were at war at the time against Islamic extremists, so the Israelis saw them as a natural ally against their common enemy. Sheikh Yassin was such in good terms with the Israeli state that he would receive treatment in Israeli hospitals. According to the Andrew Higgin, Israeli military-led administration in Gaza looked favorably on the para paraplegic cleric who set up a wide network of schools, clinics, and library kindergartens. Sheikh Yassin formed the Islamic group uh, Mayana, Mayama al-Islamiyah, uh, which was officially recognized by Israel as a charity and then in 1979 as an association. Israel also endorsed the establishment of the Islamic University of Gaza, which it now regards a hotbed of militancy. Uh, going on further down, according to the Truth Seeker, as the fighting be, uh, between rival students, factions, and uh, Brazil grew more violent, 
Brigadier General Shlomo Hariri, then military intelligence officer in Gaza, says he received a call from Israeli soldiers manning a checkpoint on the road out of Gaza. They had stopped a bus carrying Islamic activists who wanted to join the battle against Fatah in Barazit. I said if they want to burn each other, let them go, recalls Mr. Harari. Uh, another part here, according to the Theor, Israel jailed Yassin in 1984 on a 12-year sentence. Of course, he got out a year later, right? According to the, the uh, interceptor, Brigadier General Yitzhak Sergei uh, Segev, who was an Israeli military governor in Gaza in the early 1980s, Segev later told a New York Times reporter that he helped finance the Palestinian Islamist movement as a counterweight. <laughs> uh, I mean, it goes on and on and on. I mean, it's just... You know, so I just think that's super important for us to understand this about this whole conflict. Uh, this next one, I'm going to try to get it in here before my time ends on this first part. Ron Paul's son. So this is Ron Paul's son, Senator Rand Paul, also shows how the U.S. has been funding Muslim terror groups for decades. Now, this is more, I think this just happened the other day, this clip. All right, let, let's get more to a universal dark angle to all of this. Which is now they're the new um, – it's kind of like when Barack Obama was president, they had all these different terms for the radical jihadis that he was funding. And it was ISIS, and then it was ISIL, and then it was ISIS again, and then it was rebel uh, – moderate rebel groups. And they had to keep changing all these different acronyms and group names because they were funding terrorists. But they didn't want to say they were funding terrorists – so they said it was ISIS, then they said it was ISIL, then they said it was moderate rebel groups, it was in Syria, it was in all these different countries. And they got caught doing it. And so now Israel is relabeling Hamas as ISIS. But, but the truth is, and Rand Paul is about to put it out here, the truth is that the U.S. government, the Israeli government, and the Iranian government all fund terror groups. Here's Rand Paul talking about it in clip three. Now we're in this situation that Israel needs emergency aid. How will you deal with that? What is your recommendation? The same way I always have is that I'm all for the aid. In fact, we had this debate about a year ago with Democrats. Uh, they wanted a billion dollars more for Iron Dome. And I said, sure, I'm for that. Let's take it from a fund that we're funding the Taliban with. There's still a couple billion dollars out there that we are the Afghan reconstruction fund that's going to the Taliban, to people who are not our friends, who are our enemies well, in I Afghanistan. Don't understand that. Why are we funding the Taliban? They they think that somehow when you give money to your enemies, it makes them less of an adversary. We still give money to the Palestinian Authority. We give money to the PLO. So what I would say is, sure, let's fund whatever Israel needs now, but let's take it from funds that we're sending to countries that don't like us, that burn our flag, that chant into America. Why are we giving money to people who hate us? So let's give it to our friends if need be, but let's make sure we take it from somewhere else in the budget. And that may or may not make me very popular, but I insist on this all of the time. And if you don't do it, that's why you wind up with a $33 trillion debt. Well, I mean, has the administration commented on the fact that we've been funding, giving money to the Palestinian Authority? I have these battles all the time. I've battled the head of Senate Foreign Relations over this many times on the floor over whether we should still be giving money to the Taliban, whether we still should be giving money to the Palestinians. So years ago, I introduced the first bill that would have gotten rid of these martyr payments, where people who were blowing themselves up and blowing up Israeli civilians were getting payments but it was coming out of a fund that the U.S. government was funding this fund. So I was the first one to introduce that, and they got rid of some of the payments, but some of those payments are still going to the Palestinians, and I'm for eliminating all of that foreign aid to the Palestinian Authority. Senator, we want to know... 
Now, there's so many oddities to this whole thing. I, I remember the first big realization and, and then deep digging and all of this I did. I'll never forget. It was a New York Times article. You can probably still find it. And it was uh, Obama administration gives, I think it was $500 million to moderate rebels in Syria. And maybe you guys can find that story. I think it was maybe 2015 or so. And what had happened was that Barack Obama's administration got caught funding ISIS. But they were trying to remove the Assad regime. And so they were willing to fund any proxy groups and arm any proxy groups that would go into Syria and engage in this proxy warfare. And they got caught funding ISIS. So at the same time, they're claiming we're fighting ISIS and they got caught funding ISIS. So the New York Times right. covered it all up for them and said, oh, they're funding moderate rebel groups. And this is what they always do in regions of the world like this. And so it's the exact same thing now. It's controlling the opposition, the supposed opposition. You're in you're in control of it. It's it's all part of this whole right-left paradigm, Coke, Pepsi type stuff. Now, I'm, But again, I'm not saying the hatred that Islam would have toward um, the Jews and the Christians. I'm not, that's, that's very real. Okay, and that can be easily harnessed, <laughs> that hatred, because they're, they're insane anyway. So I, I'm not saying what the Israeli government's done by, you know, standing down and letting them do this is right either. Okay, it's all crazy. It's the exact same thing now. We give Iran money. We give Israel money. We give all these other countries money. We give all these moderate rebel groups money. And then all that money eventually ends up in the hands of moderate rebels or terrorists or proxy war groups every damn time. Oh, sorry about that. Um, okay, so we have that. And that is all I have for the um, for this part. So God bless you and we will see you in part two.